is happening? <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick has to be a little proud of us. Listen, I was going to say, I am really proud of myself. First off, welcome, because it's yes. the first episode in the new studio, which well, the, is not done. Don't judge. The new house, the new studio. We are we are planning. As long as you guys keep coming to shows, we can stay in this house. So um, <laughs> we will. But I'm proud of us that we, we were able to dismantle all of the equipment, all of the wires. And now. And we're still married. It wasn't yes. like the playground where we were freaking at each other's throats. Like, But the lighting is not the best. Production yes. is not the best. So the sound is a little echoey, so bear give with us, us. Yes, give us a break because we are working hard. Uh, we just didn't want to miss an episode. We wanted to do one this week. We really wanted to make it happen. So, well, And not only that, we have so much to talk about. Um, yeah. And I apologize because I can already tell that that like the old studio, the sound is going to be a little rough because there's no, we don't have curtains up. We don't, right. same as last There's time. a rug so, and a ball on the floor at um, the moment. Before people get all judgy and, and send their comment, <laughs> you know, the no. sound was echoey. The production was dark. We're doing the best that we can. Thank you for sticking with us and yes. it will get better. And Aztec Chevrolet, we love you. We care about you. We thank you. Uh, I'm so excited because I will be in their neck of the woods uh, today, um, at, in Goliad, Texas, at the world famous Schrader Dance Hall. I've never been to Schrader Hall, and it is the second um, oldest honky tonk running honky tonk in the uh, country. So, Super historic. Yes, very excited about that. That'll be fun. So, okay, we're all over it. We all get it. It's a new studio. Sound yeah. is not perfect, uh, but Renee and I are very excited. You look very pretty today. Thank you. You look very pretty. And, and I think I want you to keep that one from the rental. From my <laughs> yes. That's a very pretty shirt. And you Thank look, you look fantastic. You. Um, so much is going on. Um, and yeah. I have something on my mind. I might, I um, might cry like five times this episode just because I don't even know what we're going to talk about. We, we haven't talked about it, but just like, it's the emotional release of like feeling like I survived. I survived everything. Oh my gosh. Do we busted butt. <laughs> to get into this house. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, it is in the same neighborhood. So, you know, and I'm so grateful um, that I grew up in Gregory, Portland. Yeah. Um, we have so many, I, I still have so many great friends uh, that I went to high school with yeah. and elementary school with. And, you know, big shout out to Kyle White for coming out here and helping help, us move. Helping me move. We had a handful so of people who I had really the helped mule us that off. you were bitching about that came in so handy. <laughs> I had my eight foot by twelve foot, a six foot by twelve foot trailer um, in the back of that thing. And I was me and Kyle were making trips between here and the it old house. It was really ha handy to just load everything on a flatbed trailer. Well and like, what do you mean little you didn't do any of it. I said it was really handy Oh, that is not true. Well, not I didn't that, do any of, of it. That. Of I, that. But I did single-handedly dismantle all the camera equipment. You did very and good. And put it all it's not back a, together. It's not a pissing contest. I'm just basically <laughs> saying, don't throw yourself Because if it was, the, I would win. No. It, was, it was so handy. For, it, yes, it was easy for Kyle and I <laughs> to put things on a trailer. But then at one point, we had the, um, the trampoline. And I mean, it's, you know, it has the net and the whole thing. I'm like, oh my God, dude, how are we going to get this trampoline, you know, to come over here? So Kyle and I sat it on top of the trailer, strapped it to the trailer 
and drove it like three miles an hour. People in the, the neighborhood must have been like, who are those damn rednecks? Yep. We're just bringing the property value down. <laughs> um, but, but we busted our ass. Things closed. We were able to get in here um, on Monday, Tuesday yeah. Yeah. of last week. And we have, we're, we're finally all in. We're in. Right. Um, I finally hung the big, beautiful pictures that we got from Till Death, my special, on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> if you They're care to amazing. watch. It's a little creepy. Like, if, if you don't know us and you come into our home, or if you don't know that you're, like, a stand-up comedian. Yeah, you would think. We have these massive, they're, like, as tall as we are, paintings of us, Dia de los Muertos. And they're awesome. And, we, and, and it just, for me, it makes it feel like home. Our home? Right. Yeah. And, and, and we laughed. Renee and I, we had a laugh because there's this stupid spoon and stupid fork. You know what's going on the wall. That we got when we both moved in together a million years ago. Yes. And, and they've survived probably, what, one, two, three, at least three moves in L.A. And then at least three moves since we've here. been in Texas. Those paintings have survived at least six moves for sure. Yes, and because we bought them when we first moved in together. I'm keeping them. I'm we're putting them on them. the dang we're, wall. We're, we're putting them all up, up on the wall because they have, at this point, <laughs> a sentimental value. And, and they are they are part of our home. Yes. And they will always be part of our See, home. See, that's going to make me cry already. Yeah. A damn fork and a spoon chalkboard painting. We have had several moments of... I, I remember you said... Like second day in, you're like, I feel like I'm staying at somebody else's I'm staying house. at someone's house. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and I mean, at, at least twice a day, we both go, oh my God. Oh my God. This yeah. house is beautiful. I mean, oh my God. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're so uh, happy to be here and it, it has been a little overwhelming, um, but we're but, in. But I feel like, and then, so on top of it all, I feel like I hadn't had a chance to sort of process everything that was going on because Garrett started kindergarten this morning. And so in my mind, it was like, it was just a mission to get this place at least feeling normal and his room unpacked before we started kinder so that we knew he where had a his place stuff to sleep. was. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, you know, he, he laid in his own bed before he went to school and, and we went to meet the teacher last week. At school, and it's so weird for me, you know, because, I, you know, I went to a high school. I didn't go to college. Uh -huh. And walking into a school. It felt weird to you to be back in school hall. It just feels really weird, and, and uh, it, it brings back some crazy memories. I, I have memories of, of kindergarten. I, oh, I, I do too. I remember my, my first teacher. Her name was Mrs. Woolsey. Uh-huh. That was her name at yes. Tim Park Elementary School. Okay. And she was my kindergarten teacher. I also remember having my first crush on a girl. In kinder already? I, I just remember this girl making me really uncomfortable. Because <laughs> she was really pretty. Yeah. And I remember like sitting next to her and being like, oh my gosh, like that girl's really pretty. Yeah. And, and I feel weird. Well, I you feel know? like the girl that sits next to Garrett now kind of looks like me. So I wonder if he'll have a crush on her. <laughs> Dude, that is a real fetish. And don't, don't wish that on anybody. It's called an Oedipus complex. Yes. How do you know that? Because I studied Shakespeare in college. Um, but it was, it was 
really cool. And then today was his first day of school. So today is is Tuesday, and then these things air on Friday. Yeah. And we walked. Well, Renee was very insistent. You know, I'm gonna take him to school the first day because, you know, nowadays moms have meetings. Meetings, no. The moms go to breakfast and get drunk because the kids are finally back in school. Did you get drunk? <laughs> no, I didn't. I knew I had to film this, and I was like, if I'm totally plastered and. Steve's but all the other moms reason. were drinking. And, Not all and of driving. Them. No, no, wow. not all of them. They carpool. Wow. Not all of them were drinking. Um, but it, it was. It, it has. It was. I gotta admit. I have to admit. At meet the teacher. Uh-huh. I, I had a moment. I had a little emotional moment. Of, a moment of, like, of what? Oh my God, my son is starting school. Well, that's what it was. For me, we had been so busy with the move. I didn't have the meltdown until, like, I didn't want to leave. Like, I knew the teacher was looking at me like, okay, Renee, time to go. <laughs> like, hug and kiss the kid and get the hell out of my classroom. <laughs> but I didn't want to go. And then I got in the car driving to breakfast and, and I just had like this pit in my stomach because we'd been so focused on moving I hadn't processed the fact that like he's going to kinder like you remember when I um when I went to college and you said you're not going back home like because you and I were dating at the time and you were like do you realize your room in your parents house is not your room anymore you're not you're not going back home that That part of your life is over well that was a conversation we had about your little sister oh yeah because your little sister Rebecca went off to college and then we were at the time already either married or getting married we were dating and she'd be like well y'all aren't gonna stay in my room <laughs> oh, that's at right, my that's parents right. house and we're like it's not your room anymore it's not your room anymore yeah. So there is that transition and that milestone in so life. So that's what happened was I like, I don't know why I in my mind it went there but like I dropped him off at kinder and then I was like he's not like a little baby. Gonna be home. Like, he's not gonna be home all day anymore. I can't just go and, like, pick him up. Like, that phase is over. Now he's in the school phase where he goes to school no, every it, day. It, it, it definitely hit me on, on, on Meet the Teacher deal. And, and he's just changing. He's not a little, a little boy anymore. He's kind of got a little swagger and a little attitude and... You know, dad. We'll see how that, how he's that like, comes back at the end of the day. He's like, bro, <laughs> did you see my epic bottle flip, dad? <laughs> oh like, my God. Where did this bottle flipping thing come? There are grown uh, ass men on YouTube flipping bottles. And he's all about it. And he's like, bro, dad, come check this out, dad. I did. I just did an epic. I landed it on my head. I did an epic bottle flip, dad. <laughs> and I'm just like, who is this freaking kid? You know? So it, it has been a little um, emotional on our end over here and yeah. that transition in life, which, you know, again, I am the older parent. I have, you know, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm freaking out because my son's going to kindergarten. I have friends that are like, my daughter's going to college. I, I can't believe it. And I'm like, and they're, they, I went to high school with them. Yeah. But it's usually the girls. Oh, that's interesting. Well, because girls get married to older guys. So uh-huh. my guy friends have younger kids, but my girlfriends that I went to high school with, they had they were having. Oh, you know what I I'm see saying? what you're saying. Yes, I see what you're saying. Okay. The, the older guys, men usually end up with younger women. Yes. And so your guy friends who have younger wives are just now having children. Got like, it. like you're pretty much on time with your girlfriends. 
I mean, yes and no, because my girlfriend's from California or New York. It's different than like Texas. But even Texas, we're we're pretty much on par with, um, you, you know, Kendra, Bethany. Right. You girls had kids pretty much at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you're on par, right. and I'm the old dad, and <laughs> and that's where we're at. But it, it, it was definitely um, it's exciting, you know. And and I was I was really really proud of him. We, there was a moment where a special needs girl is in Garrett's class. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be too specific because I don't want to embarrass anybody or, or, yeah. or start anything. But um, the little girl was in a, in, in a kind of a walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a special needs, needs kid. And I told Garrett at Meet the Teacher, go introduce yourself to all the kids and I thought maybe he might be intimidated by the special needs girl and not go say hi to her. Right. So I had that moment where I was very proud of him because he did go introduce himself to her. Um, and then afterwards, he kind of sat there quietly. And I said, Garrett, are you okay? What's wrong? You know? He said, I'm fine, Dad. I'm fine. And then later on, to both of us separately, yeah, he came to us and said... I really felt sorry for her. I really, and, and, and I was proud. And I was proud because I'm glad that he had that feeling of empathy. The feeling of right. empathy, yes. But then I also very quickly corrected him and I said, we don't have to feel sorry for her. Right. She's like, just like you. Sorry is not the... Right. She's just like you. Yes, I understand that you're sad that, that she is in a walker. Right. However, she's just like you. Yeah. I said, so we had a long conversation, both of us separately about how do we treat her? We treat her the same and we make sure that you, uh, who is a leader to make sure that she feels comfortable and that she feels welcome. If she needs help, we help her. If she needs help, you help her. And if she can't reach something, you grab it for her. And if anybody's being mean to him, you punch him in the face. (laughs) That's what I told him. I, I told him too. I said, you know what? Other children my, who aren't in class with you, I said, because she's in your class, it's your responsibility to stick up for her and defend her when maybe other kids who aren't in your class don't know how to handle that situation. So I was, I was really proud. And, you know, we work very hard to raise a, a good kid. And we hope that, and that's what we're talking about in my stand-up is how do you raise a good man? How do you raise... A, I haven't seen your new material because I haven't kid. seen you on the road in a while. I know. We haven't, when you're not going for a while, we are broke. <laughs> We are completely broke. <laughs> Actually, you will be going to Oxnard. We're very excited about Oxnard. We are we doing? We're gonna do it. Yep, yeah. We're there in a couple okay. weeks. So you know, the whole kindergarten thing was exciting. And then after we moved in, I had to haul ass to um, Kansas. Was it Kansas or Orlando? Like I don't even remember. It's been such a whirlwind. We did Kansas City. Yeah. And I don't even know if we've talked about it on the air. We got two weeks have gone by. No, because remember, we filmed with the um, McCutcheons. Yes. So that... We could have a week to move in. Mm-hmm. So we went to Kansas, and um, Uncle Rudy, Vietnam vet, and Felix came, and we had such a great time, and it was Let great. Let me guess, you found a casino. We did. We found a casino. <laughs> we taught Uncle Rudy, who's a big-time uh, gambler, how to play craps, and he loved it. He's a big-time gambler, and he didn't know how to play craps? No, he, he likes cards, and he likes the slot machines. Gotcha. But we got them hooked on craps because we hit them all. We hit them tall. We hit them low. We hit them all. We hit them small. We hit them tall. We hit them all. Uh, it was awesome. But uh, again, a high school friend who lives out in Kansas, uh-huh. and Angela and her husband came out to say hi. And it was great to see her. She's like, I'm sending my kid off to college. 
you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And I'm yeah. like, we just had a baby. What do you mean? What do you mean you're sending your kid off to college? We have yeah. an eight month old. So, you know, that was a great weekend. And then after that, we had um, Orlando. Yeah. In Orlando, again, we had a couple of GP people, um, Allison Cohey, who I had not seen since high school. And, and they have such an a, a interesting love story. Uh-huh. So she, she dated a guy named Clint Bram um, from our, our high school, GP in high uh-huh. school. Uh, he went off. I love how you're like telling people's personal stories on no, our podcast. You know me, I asked a million questions, right? Yeah. When, I, when I met him, but he went when off. When they were answering you, they probably didn't realize you were going to be sharing it with everyone. Yeah, well, he went off, had kids. Uh, she went off, had kids, got married. Uh-huh. She got a divorce. Yeah. He never got married. And then they rekindled their relationship. Their from high romance. School, and now they're back together. And I, I just thought that was sweet. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really, really cool yeah. for them to, um, you know, be high school sweethearts. Yeah. Move on with life and then find, a, find themselves together again. Are you saying you want to be sweethearts? <laughs> Move on and find each other again. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. You set yourself up for that. I know I did. You set yourself up for I that. I set myself up. Um, but you had a couple of things that you wanted to talk to talk about. Oh, just, you know what I had, I, like I said, it's just been like a huge relief Garrett starting, um, kindergarten. And I had a moment where I was like, holy hell, if you had said, because literally a year ago I was pregnant, we were moving into the last house and it just feels like when I took Garrett's picture before he went to school this morning in front of our our, on our new doorstep, I had a real like wave come over me. I've, I just, um, we've done a lot in a short period in of a time. year. Yeah. yeah. And then grown this podcast and now we're moving this podcast into like <laughs> another studio. It's just, it's just crazy. It's it, crazy. It, it's crazy. It is crazy, but I, I honestly don't, number one, don't want to do this with anybody else. Yeah. Um, number two, I don't know how to not be busy for sure. We've talked, I mean, we've talked about I, it. I, I enjoy busy. I enjoy working hard. I enjoy it all. So yeah, but aren't you surprised and not, not just like the staying busy and the work of it all, but we never, I mean, other than like, we knew Garrett was going to start kindergarten. I didn't, it's, it's crazy how, what can happen, what can happen with your life can change in a matter of a, a year. Absolutely. You know? Well, and not only that is, is, having to adjust to the new schedule, having to adjust to the fact that Garrett is going to school. Me and you are talking about going to Oxnard. How is that going to work? Yeah. Right. Is Garrett going to stay behind? Is Delilah going to stay behind? Is it just me and you? Yeah. Are you going to leave Friday after school? What, you know, what's the schedule, right? Yeah. How are we going to so do it? We're going to have to figure it out. And people do people figure it out and people, you know, we were talking to Randy and Chelsea and I was and, just about to say the same thing. Like it helps put it into perspective. They figure it out. Yeah. And we're going to figure it out. And we're going to do it. Now, the other thing um, that I wanted... Well, go ahead. No, no. The, I mean, that, that was it. Just that like life has changed a lot in a year, and I never imagined that this is where we'd be. I'm very excited about the new material that we're working on. I want to uh, see it. I just... You know, I, I always tell people... I, I write a lot of funny stuff. Uh-huh. I say a lot of funny things. You know that. Yes. I mean, I'm always saying something funny or, or you know, trying to, to be witty. Now, two things have happened. I'm, I'm really bummed that we filmed that other special and I've added on to those jokes yes. yeah. now. But the, the new material, you know, I, 
anytime I write new material, mm -hmm. it has, the reason it takes me a long time to write material is because it has to have heart. It has to come from a real place. It ha you know, and, and I wasn't quite sure if, if the, the new bit that I'm writing about having to raise Garrett in a, in a much more privileged situation than I was in, how that affects me, how I think about that, how me and you think about that, yeah. how we're very concerned about teaching Garrett to be appreciative, to understand that the lifestyle we live is not normal. Yeah. You know, um, so I wrote a bit about it. And then I had a dad in the audience in Orlando. He was very kind of quiet. And afterwards I said, are there any questions? And I was, you know, I've also learned that if somebody's not laughing, does not necessarily mean that they're not enjoying the show. For sure. They're right. like processing it all. They're almost Sometimes. studying you because they're so, so impressed you know, by what this, you do. This guy was just kind of quiet about it. And, and I, I would watch him every once in a while. His wife was having a wonderful time laughing, but he was, he would laugh and then he'd kind of sit back, you know, uh -huh. and then afterwards when I said, uh, those are kind of my favorite. Yeah, I go, I go, are there any questions? This guy goes, you're right, man. How do you do it? <laughs> how, how do you raise a kid? I said, sir, do you have a question? He goes, yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> and I go, I don't have that answer. I go, that's what the joke's about is, is trying to find that answer as to how to raise your kids in a much different circumstance than, than <laughs> I what, love that he's like, well, tell us, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can tell he was, I don't know if the word's right, but he was perplexed about like, <laughs> Yeah, like I had him thinking the whole time, but it made me feel like, oh man, I'm on the right track. Yeah. It does have heart. Yeah. It does make people get in their car and think about the things that I said on stage. Yeah. It's very important to me that the things I say on stage initiate a feeling, initiate a conversation possibly yeah. in the car. So, you know, they make I don't, you think. Yeah, I don't, I don't write jokes that are just funny. I mean, one of the funniest things I've written in a, in a while is, is the bit about that I wrote. And I don't do it because it just doesn't fit. Uh -huh. It doesn't have heart. And I don't mean it. It's just funny. Yeah. And that bit is that my son's five years old. He's low risk when it comes to coronavirus. Yeah. So I take him to the grocery stores. I let him touch all the shopping carts. Uh -huh. That way when my mother-in-law comes over, I can say, hey, go hug grandma. Yeah. It's funny. It's really <laughs> freaking funny. But it's not true. Yeah. And it's mean. Yeah. And I do love your mom. Yeah. And I don't mean that at all. So right. I, I, I can't say it on stage, even though it's really you funny. You can't commit to it. You can say it, but so, you don't feel committed to it when you say it And sometimes it I say it and I go, guys, it's just a joke. Because yeah. I know it's really funny. Right. Right. But it's, it's mean-spirited. It's not, right. you know... What's so funny, speaking of that, is like, you know, the guy who's like asking you the question is the same thing people who also take what you say very literally that don't realize like things are amplified for the sake of comedy and laughter and entertainment, but that they like take it all very literally. Oh, look, the, the, the joke about you making me a sandwich versus my mom uh -huh. has garnered some crazy arguments. <laughs> if you mom the other day was like, oh, my God. Read this. People think you're you're an you're an asshole, and and they <laughs> why? Think what did they say 
about the sandwich bit that makes you oh, a it, jerk. It turned into this whole like misogynistic, like um, make your own sandwich, <laughs> right? Get over it. Yeah. Why? You know, you're a mama's boy. Why should your mom take care of you? Like this whole thing. And it's like, it is a and joke. Meanwhile, she's here helping us unpack and you're like, mom, can you make this for us? Mom, can you well, go to the and, store and get stuff to make this for us? And, 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 and meanwhile, I never like make you make me a sandwich. Right. You know, because it's called a sandwich, not a sandwich. Whatever it's called. (laughs) Thank you, boss. You can always stop a conversation with your bougie attitude. Um, But yes, you know. But when you when you look at that bit, it's like it is comedy. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 merely pointing out that the relationship you have with your mother is very different than the relationship you have with your wife. Yeah. And and you can't change that. It is different. Yeah. It should be different. Yeah. Right? And the, the relationship that you have with your son. With my dad, yeah. But, or um, with your dad, but with your yeah. son. is you, you know, you do things differently for your son than you would for me. For sure. You just do. For sure. You never comb my hair in the morning. <laughs> I don't help you make sure that the penis pocket is in the front on your underwear. Oh, I, I love that too. Like, he'll dress himself. I'm like, hey, buddy, your shirt's backwards. He's like, I don't care. Whatever. Uh, your pockets are facing the wrong way on your shorts. That's cool. That's cool. I don't care. <laughs> but it, it was funny too that you 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 really pointed out uh, the coloring this morning and how the boys are so different than the girls. Oh, when they color their little sheet in kindergarten. Yes, yeah. The girls. There were two girls at Garrett's table, and then there's him and another little boy. And the girls are like perfectly inside the line, different colors. <laughs> <laughs> just like who cares <laughs> why are we coloring this but but I, you know I, i'm i'm flirting with a bit like that about uh-huh. how we are different you know are men and women equals absolutely we're equals of course we're equals yeah right i like that you say you're flirting with a bit like that well, that's no, also because that's also kind of dangerous territory it, well no it, it all depends on how you approach it and right. and and I, I don't not believe that women and men are, are not equals. Of yeah. course we're equals. We're equals on this podcast. We're equals in our relationship. Well, yeah. Of course. However, we are different. Oh, we are for sure different. We are different. Yeah. Right? And to, and to act like we're not different is, is crazy to me. We are different. Yeah. And, and right now I'm using the example that I can drive for 15 hours straight uh-huh. on a road trip. And you drive for an hour and a half and you're like, I'm exhausted. I can't. How do you do it? Hey, I get a good three to five hours in me. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But, but when it comes to holding Delilah, Mm. you can hold Mm -hmm. that baby for 15 hours straight. Right. Meanwhile, those big old burly arms. Here, take her. I I can't. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) You know, you can, you can mentally tolerate a screaming baby much more than I can. Yeah. It's like dramatic for you. It, we're just different. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, to, I, I would like to kind of get into that bit if I can and try to come up with different examples and, yeah. and try to make, you know, that funny. Right. Yeah. I don't care about the way I dress. You do. This, I don't. This is very apparent. Yes. It is very, very You know which joke I love that I wish, and I, I've said this before, I wish there was a way to bring it into another special. I love the backpack joke. 
Yes, I love that joke too. And it's that, like that, a love joke. You talk about having jokes with heart. It so has heart. I feel like it's. That, I do need to bring that. I'm glad you brought that up. But the problem is, I wanted it. I wanted in some way. I have. I know you wanted in. <laughs> She's begging for it. She's begging for it. I missed one the other day, and somebody wrote a note about me missing it. Uh-huh. And when I rewatched the episode, I was like, "How did I miss that joke? Uh-huh. <laughs> I had a joke there. For, I should have said it, and I missed it. So I didn't want to miss any today." Um, <laughs> yes, the back the backpack joke does have heart. However, I, when me and you were dating, I wrote that joke. Yeah. You know, and, and I have but to, but maybe there's something when you know, reward you're it. talking about like how to raise a son who's appreciative, right? Cause he's living this privileged life. There is sort of, maybe there's like a privilege tie in to the backpack joke. Yeah. And, and the basis of that joke is basically, you know, two ugly people with nothing together is uh-huh. true love. Yes. Love, love gets his dick hard. <laughs> love. <laughs> love and that's kind of the basis it's a great joke it's a great joke and and it's the that's kind of the the basis of the joke is that you know me and you have a lot of other issues (laughs) in our relationship because you are attractive and i am not (laughs) you're attractive baby i did i did add that to uh because I am telling the story on stage about your dad getting Bell's palsy and and, uh-huh. and me also getting Bell's palsy. Oh, because you've uh, never really put that into a joke. I never either. put it into a bit. Yeah. So that that has become uh, a new bit for stand up. Now I do have to write six minutes for a show that I'm doing for um, I can't say the name of the thing, but um, for a show that I'm doing, I have to do six clean minutes, and I have to figure out what those six clean minutes are going to be. Uh, and I don't think people realize how hard that is too. like to just six minutes and you want to be able to like show so many colors and tell so many stories. It, and it's hard for me, especially because one joke for me is, is sometimes eight minutes. Right. So now it has story. to be set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch. Like, so I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do mm-hmm. for that. But you know, I am excited about it and I'm excited about writing this new hour of material. Yeah. And again, it's, it is easy to write funny for me. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find the heart and funny. Right. You know, the, the me and you having a miscarriage has heart. But then I take you on the experience of having to go to a fertility clinic to make it funny. Yeah. And the story of going through that to make it funny to then be able to say, hey, my wife and I felt very alone. And I tell this story so that you can realize that, you know, even though my wife and I had a hard time and lost the baby, we were blessed with Delilah. Yeah. Right. And, and it is a joke that I hope brings hope. Yeah. You know, however, I did have somebody get very upset with me and send me a long, lengthy email saying, you know, miscarriage is not funny. I came to a comedy show to laugh. And the fact that you brought it up was so distasteful. And how dare you? And, but oh, that was wow. only one person. Yeah. So you, you, I was going to say, you, we get more of the way end of the opposite is like, thanks for bringing some relief. And no, like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's and, more often, way more often that is what we get. And, you know, and then, but I do love when I get messages like you, you get, you, me and my husband went through it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you talked about it, help us talk about it. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. That's what we want 
in our, in our, that's what I want. Yeah. Right. I want to create that conversation outside of my show. For sure. But I also want you to laugh your head off. I want you to laugh so hard that I had a guy, he goes, man, I got to come back and watch your show tomorrow. He goes, because I missed 20, 30 minutes of it because I couldn't breathe. Because <laughs> I was laughing so hard, I couldn't hear you talking yeah. again. Right? So yeah. that, I mean, that's the goal. Oh, well, I'm excited. Now that we've got this move under our belt and Garrett in school, I'm excited to go to a live show again because I want to see your oh stand-up gosh. live so then, again. So I get hit up for Orlando from a young comic. Uh-huh. And he sends me, he's not even young. He's already in his thirties. Uh-huh. And he sends me this message. He says, I'm going to be in Orlando. Can I do a guest spot? And you know me, right? I'm like, sure, man. If you want to come by and do a guest spot, I don't care. Right. So we put him up front. But you're also always like, you've, you've said this before is like, don't like hit me up. Just like show up and come be cool. And then I'll probably put you up. and then ask, like, right. don't ask if you don't know, like know me. Don't just randomly hit me up. Yeah. Well, he hit me up. Can I go? And I just put come by. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to tell you. Yes. I'm not going to no, give you. I don't know who you are and give you stage time. And like, so he sent a little clip and then he shows that he's very polite day one. Uh-huh. So we let him go up both shows and all of a sudden he shows up for day two. And we're like, me and Flip are like, what is this guy doing here? Day number two. Yeah. But he's ordering food in the green room. He's ordering drinks. And I'm watching him like, you're not on the show. This Hanging out like it's his green room? Oh, yeah. yeah. Brought a friend over. Oh, I brought my buddy in the green room. I'm like, what? Yeah. I get off stage Saturday. The dude's passed out on the couch in the green room. Saturday night. The manager comes over. She's like, hey, here's your tab. It's like 700 bucks. He's like, he goes, I don't have a tab. It's free. This is an improv. And she was like, yeah, well, you're not on the show. And you're not even an opening act. You can't have. I, I oh, my God. Even if an opening act would do that. I mean, you wouldn't get booked we don't, again. We don't run a green room tab like I was going to say, I don't think we do, right? Like, Never. I, I hadn't looked at one in a long time, but I don't think we spend that much. After first show Saturday, I went in the green room and there was a cheesecake that was half eaten. Two bites that he had ordered. So then he starts mouthing off to her. She's like, well, you're going to pay it or I'm calling the cops. He's like, F you, call the cops. So she ends up having to call them. Do you want to work again? <laughs> yeah, they own like 15 clubs. So he leaves. They end up having to fill out a police report. No way. And it's another thing like, dude, when I was an opening comic, chicken strips and one drink. Yeah. Like these young comics, they don't understand. Like... They think, oh, show business, and I'm on the show. I'm a comedian. It's like, dude, yeah. I'm a headliner, and to this day, and I sell tickets, I still don't have a writer. That's you. You, I mean, you're very laid back and chill about that. Every every club, Steve. What's what's your writer? What do you need in the green room? And and I just don't understand it. And I tell you why, because anything I need, road manager Timmy can go get it. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my thing. I think, I mean, it's a little bit different when you're traveling with children, right? Because then they're, can we have milk? Because they don't necessarily always have milk. Like little things like that. You know what I mean? Well, go send Timmy. But, but even then, they will go to the convenience store around the corner and get us milk. Yeah. Well, that, and I hate that. I know. It makes me feel bad. You when know, you that, ask for something that, and then they don't have it. That's like, when I feel like a writer is helpful. If I'm like, hey, be something well, yeah, but I don't always know I'm going to have heartburn <laughs> and I need Tums. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I get some Tums? And uh, y'all have Tums here. No, 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 but we'll send somebody right now, Mr. Trevino. And I'm like, oh, shit, don't do that. Like, yeah. no, 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 We're going to, 
we're going to send somebody. And, and I just feel like such a jerk. Yeah. I yeah, just, yeah. I feel like an, an asshole. Right. Cause I'm like, Timmy will go get it. You know, I have a road manager. Right. Timmy's here. Timmy will go get anything we need. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't even have a writer. Here's this kid by himself feeding him, his friend. He, his, his friend ordered food. Oh, too. his friend. Oh, and the, and he expected like, that to be covered. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there watching this guy like, dude, you, I'm not. Or did he put, think you were going to pay for it? I'm not going to pay for it. I don't know if he thought that or not, but I'm looking at him like, dude, I'm not. Which by the way, which by the way, uh-huh. Saturday night, me, Flip and Timmy had a meal. Uh-huh. I had a wedge salad because I'm trying to be good. Yes. We had a meal. Flip had one drink. Uh-huh. And that was it. That was our whole Saturday green room. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's passed out on the couch. Meanwhile, this dude's, I need a Hennessy on the rocks, make it a double. My friend needs a Hennessy on the rocks, make it a double. We need cheesecake. We need steak. We, I mean, it was, I'm, I'm watching this guy like, Hey buddy, first of all, how do you not warn him though, Steve? It's not my job to warn him. I'm watching him like, buddy, I guess you got money because, and, and, and you know, they have comedy classes and I've always said that a comedy class is such bullshit and you can't learn how to be funny. You however, stand up comedy. However, if if you're in a comedy class, they should spend several days teaching the business ethics. of comedy. Yes, the comedy business, ethics. comedy ethics. That sounds like an oxymoron. Comedy it's not. Ethics. It's not your green room. It's the headliner's green room. Yeah. You don't go in the green room unless you're invited into the green room. Yes. I, one time, me and Russell Peters, I go visit his show. Uh-huh. Me, Russell Peters. And Jesus are outside of the green room talking uh-huh. because there's so many people that nobody knows in the green room. The headliner, Russell Peters, didn't even have his own green room. Yeah. Because people don't get it. Don't go in there unless you're invited. Yeah. Be polite. Be nice to the staff. Oh, well, because people go to a show and they're so excited and they think it's a party and they don't realize like... It's hard. It's I'm not hard. talking if, about if regular not in that people world to know that like that's your job. I'm not talking about regular people. Yeah. I'm talking about comics. Yeah. You're trying to be a comic. Yeah. Have some respect for the club, the staff, the headliner. Be sweet. Yeah. Be polite. Be kind. Yeah, yeah. Be likable. And by the way, if you're hungry because you're hanging out all night. Get some chicken strips. Go to the 7-Eleven and eat a hot dog. But get some chicken strips. Have a beer. Give the waitress a 20. Because that's what it would have cost anyway. Yeah. And they love you. But this guy's 700 bucks. That's crazy. And talking shit. It was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay. We've been talking a lot. Yeah. And we're very happy. We're very excited. But... Um, this is there is, a uh, part of you that's like, I hope it's all working. Yes. <laughs> we just sat here and talked for a long time. That like, light's yellow, not I red. I hope it's all well, working. That light's guys. yellow, that light's green, red, and that light's green. I feel so like who knows? Steve intentionally stayed out of the setup so that if anything went wrong, I'm solely to blame. <laughs> no, I've just learned that me and you cannot work together and you have your system and I have my system and I'll let you do your thing. And I don't want to hear 
well, it's your fault and, and we'll just fight. So let you handle it and I'll help. So the, the last thing I want to talk about, and it, it has been very, very, very heavy on my mind. Um, our good friends at Loretta Lynn's Ranch have been devastated. Not only have they been overrun, um, the ranch has been flooded beyond belief. Um, it's been declared a disaster area. Yes. Tennessee has been declared a disaster area. And, and my friends who um, I consider family, uh, Anthony and, and, and the, the Lynn family, they, they have a lot of recovery to do. But even worse, there's a, a man there that is a ranch uh, man, ranch, ranch boss. And, um, manager. Ranch manager. And, you know, you, you, you have people like that who, and for those of you that, that maybe you watch Yellowstone, you know, I, I have been around a lot of ranches in my life because of Texas and, and uh, because of my friends. And, and you go to these ranches and, and when you see like Yellowstone, for example, where these guys live on the ranch and that is their life. It is their life. It is real. That is very real. There are still, to this day, real cowboys, people who live on big, 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 big ranches. They don't ever leave the ranch. They take it very, very seriously. And that's what they do. They ranch. Uh, Loretta Lynn's ranch was somewhat of a, a combination of not only was it a working ranch, is a working ranch, it also has events, and it's also a museum, and it also For has... an icon, it's also its own little town. Its own little town, it has cabins, RVers come through, and Wayne... Wayne was a true cowboy. Um, the guy, even when we were there uh, for the Jeep event, Somebody would get stuck, and he was there. Uh, Wayne was with the RVers, changing flats for them. Just a kind, kind man. And, and, and an older man, he was there when Doolittle himself uh, and Loretta hired him back in the day. And, I mean, you never saw the guy without his Wranglers, his worn-out cowboy boots, his cowboy hat. Um, just a true cowboy, a real life cowboy. He lost his life in that flood. Probably trying to save someone. He was. He was down there by the river helping our veers get out of the flood because it was coming fast. Um, and I'm just, I'm heartbroken. I'm devastated by all of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy and proud to have met a man like Wayne. He was very simple man, happy man, lived on the ranch, yeah. lived on the ranch and lived his life for that ranch. And uh, Wayne, I'm going to miss not seeing you at the ranch. Um, he got swept away in the flood, but he died like a true cowboy with his boots on. And uh, uh, this episode is dedicated to the people of Tennessee. Our uh, heart goes out to you guys. Specifically, um, the Loretta Lynn family. Uh, I've already reached out to Anthony and I told Anthony that I am ready to go. 
when he's ready to rebuild that place, when he needs manpower, I will be there. Um, I told Anthony, I said, you let me know as soon as you're ready to build a, a, an army to go out there and straighten things out at the yeah. Letter Lynn Ranch, I will be there. And without a doubt. And I will bring my truck. I'll bring my UTV. I'll bring my chainsaws. I will bring my manpower. I will bring everything that I can to help that ranch. Yeah. Um, so this episode goes out to you, Wayne, a true cowboy, a real cowboy. And I'm, I'm proud to have met you. Um, with that being said, I hate that we have to end with Old Salt Coffee. But uh, Old Salt Coffee, Trevino 10, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. Get your coffee. You're going to get it anyway. You might as well get it from our friends at Old Salt Coffee. That has been our episode. Do us a favor, please. Turn people on to our podcast, please. Uh, we want it to grow, and it has been growing slowly. We would like it to grow much faster. Yes, like it, share, share it, it. Rate it. Yes. Co comment on it. Just push a few buttons. That's all it takes. And uh, you look beautiful. Thank I you. love you. I am Steve Trevino. That is Captain Evil. Thank you for listening to the Steve and Captain Evil podcast.